This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. I'm Annalise, an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And I'm Melanie. I'm also an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And today we have for you guys a long-awaited topic that we've been wanting to do an episode on for so a exciting. long time. Yeah. And it's, it's, we can call it a lot of things. So we can call it body positivity. We can call it health at every size. Mm-hmm. We can call it non-diet, anti-diets. But basically, we're going to talk about can you be healthy at any size, at every size? Yeah, I like that. That's good. Let's, right. let's talk Do, about this. Does that matter? And it's so, I mean, it's lo- it's lovely. I think I think so too in our society that <laughs> we now have this focus on on body diversity yeah I mean it's it's a relatively in terms of longevity and how media has been portraying women and how we should be and just people in general actually not just women um I mean women get the brunt of it we let's do. be honest but men do too they're there it's out there but with societal expectations on being a certain way, we have to have a certain look, we have to be a certain weight, a certain this, a certain that. It's pretty detrimental to our mental well-being uh, with these expectations of society kind of weighing us down. And so this movement of just accepting yourself as is, but of course remaining health focused, like there's a health focus. And I was like, oh, just keep doing poor health, poor health habits. Uh, I think it's really important to embrace that you can be healthy and you don't have to be rail thin or a supermodel to do that. And they are not equatable. Exactly. Being thin doesn't mean being healthy and being bigger doesn't mean being unhealthy. Exactly. And uh, you know, I've actually caught, like I've had discussions with friends and got, they've, they've mentioned something like, Oh, isn't that that overweight or that, you know, that person. And I'm like, doesn't mean they're unhealthy. Like, oh, they're so unhealthy for this way. It's like, no, <laughs> that's not how that works. Right. You, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Exactly. So this is exciting. Very exciting talk. <laughs> okay. So let, let's start, let's start with just saying, if you guys have listened to some of our previous episodes, specifically our non-scale victories one. Yes. Um, and maybe a couple of other episodes. You already know that. Scientifically speaking, uh, you can be technically overweight by BMI standards and be healthier than someone who is um, in normal BMI and not um, fit. Yeah. And basically, that's what it comes down to, usually fitness level. So there are these tenants to health, mm-hmm. right? So exercise. Yep. Avoiding processed foods. Also, yep. Eating fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Getting your sleep. Stress management. Socialization. Socialization, true. Um, And those are the things that make you healthy. And excess calories is what adds fat to your body. Yes. That's (laughs) all it is. So you can 
be of really good health and be consuming excess calories, those yeah. things can happen at the same time. Yeah. And on the flip side, you can also um, not do any of that, consume very little calories, be very thin, and be very unhealthy. This is true. I mean, I've had I've had numbers of people who've come into my healthy balance classes who don't necessarily need to lose weight, but they're like they have prediabetes and it's not a weight thing. They're fine. It's just that whatever they're doing food wise or health wise is not facilitating a situation where they wouldn't have prediabetes. So very much true. You can you can be normal weight and still have health problems. And it's usually a result of what you're doing physically and food wise yes. and the other facets of health as well. Yes. And I think what really what I would love to see changed is people talking about weight and obesity as if it's a cause of something. Yeah. It's not the cause of something. It is a symptom. Yes. Of behaviors. Yep. Just in exactly the same tune as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes. Those are symptoms of behaviors. Mm -hmm. There is nothing about obesity that is a cause and effect to like being overweight and having heart disease. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's actually how I describe it in my classes. Like what, you know, like your weight, if it's, if it's higher than you'd like it to be, that's just a symptom of what you're doing that brought you there. It has nothing to do with your health. Whatever you weigh has nothing to do with your health. It's what you're doing that has to do with your health. So important to remember this. So, so, so important. <laughs> you are not a number. And, and it gets, it gets into what you and I talk about so much, which is just the mental effect mm -hmm. of deciding that the scale weight is more important than anything else. Yeah. And letting the scale dictate your day and how that plays out in people's long-term lives. Yeah. So, you know, nothing breaks my heart more than, you know, having women who are in their sixties, seventies, and even eighties still just desperately trying to wrap their mind around some kind of body acceptance, um, some kind of, uh, letting go of the dieting, letting go of the ideal weight. I mean, to spend your whole life obsessing over that obsessing over the scale and being unhappy in your body no matter what the size is um going back and forth between overeating and restricting i mean it's just if we could just all free ourselves of that yeah well the, the, you know this reminds me of that study they did on like longevity and how long people live based on comparisons to other people in the same age range where you know, like they looked at groups of people in their like, you know, 50s, 60s and 70s who just would constantly compare their body image and who they were in their fitness level and so forth to other people of the same age and found those people ended up dying younger because they're constantly comparing themselves and trying to be better than they actually were based on their 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 comparison to someone else who's a completely different human being, by the way, mm -hmm. and you don't know anything about them. And it's important to kind of remember that too. And, and I think the media does put a lot of pressure on us to compare constantly. Oh, absolutely. So there is something to be said. It does impact your health negatively in more than just weight ways. It's 
very much a longevity thing too. Well, yeah, stress. Yeah, the stress of trying to be something that you're not. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe don't do that. I know it's it's easier said than done. <laughs> yes, it, it is much easier said than done. But that that's why we're talking about it today, mm-hmm. just to have this conversation, and to get to the crux of of what we're really doing here. So, you know, you and I, we teach health. This this is what we do mm-hmm. for a living. Um, and where we work is focused on on weight loss yeah mostly i should say mostly and it you know it has its place but only to a certain extent Mm -hmm. and we have to constantly be asking ourselves well what what are we doing like okay you want to be smaller okay you want to be healthier why yeah because it will allow me to run around with my kids better. It will allow me to do activities I want to do. Okay, but why do you want to do those things? Because I want more joy in my life. Because I want more happiness in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what we're all going for. Yes. We all want to be healthier so that we can live happier lives, more joyous lives. And a lot of the non-body acceptance side of things brings exactly the opposite of that. Yes, it does It does that, yes. Right, so you're a normal BMI, you're restricting all the time, mm-hmm. you really spend very little time doing things that bring you joy because most of your focus is on the restriction binge cycle mm-hmm. and disliking yourself and comparing yourself. We have lost our way. Yeah, and they, they, they do like, they do a lot of studies on this kind of stuff, you know, and what what they're finding a lot of the time really is it's coming down to obviously it's our behaviors that we're doing, but a lot of the self talk we have around that and how we're talking to ourselves and treating ourselves <laughs> that can dictate how our health will be. Because if you're constantly beating yourself up because you're not meeting these perfect standards, yeah, you're gonna have some health problems, I'm sure, with some stress and anxiety and could potentially depression and all sorts of things as a constant. And so the mental health aspect of this too, being okay with who you are and focusing on what brings you joy in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. So impactful in terms of longevity. And what you'll see is that weight loss tends to follow as a side effect of these behavior changes if you that's what you're going for mm-hmm. because that's not your focus anymore so it just kind of happens and you're like oh sweet that's great right because you are <laughs> focusing on the actual living of your healthy life yeah. as opposed to trying to control your bad body your bad urges Which there, there's no bad no right bad. yeah all good everything's great <laughs> yeah they're like i have a couple of studies up but they looked at like they looked at groups of people with like these interventions in terms of how being more body accepting would impact them in terms of certain factors, psychological, physical, um, all that kind of stuff. And like, I have a bunch of studies, I'm gonna read a couple of them, but like one of them looked at the importance of intuitive eating and body acceptance. And they looked at people specifically that had metabolic syndrome so uh, these, these were people who are not relatively healthy from the get-go. And they just looked at non-dieting lifestyle interventions. So they weren't making them do a, an eating plan. 
And they found that uh, over three months, they looked at me their metabolic fitness and their psychological well-being, and they found that these people reduced psychological distress and were happier just by following this kind of healthy lifestyle, right? And that they had better fitness. Their fitness levels went up, and they didn't have significant changes to their body size at all, but they were doing better, and they felt better and were happier. Mm. And imagine that, right? So it had nothing. To, the goal wasn't weight loss, but they did have some changes, not significant though. But there were some, and they were they were in a better place. Which I think that is the most impactful part of that study because if you're happy, why does it matter? Especially if you're healthier, because they clearly were. Their fitness went up, right? So their physical health increased. Yeah. Their mental health increased. Yeah. Their weight didn't necessarily change, but everything else did, which was important. And you can be whatever size you want as long as you're healthy. That's what matters. Uh, another one they looked at was it, kind of looking at weight and, as well. So another study they did looked at people uh, as far as their weight and metabolic fitness. And they also looked at their blood pressure, lipids, energy expenditure, eating behaviors, psychology, um, et cetera. And they found that there was sustained improvements with those people who focused on that type of intervention, so focusing on their fitness and intuitive eating um, and their psychological behaviors, compared to the control group, which just followed a, a low-calorie diet and none of those other things involved. Mm -hmm. So long-term, a year out, they found that the group that focused on those things was still doing it a year out compared to the original group that didn't do any of those things a year out. They weren't doing them still. So basically, <laughs> what this study is saying is that Typical dieting mentality of mm -hmm. restriction alone yep. leads to short-term yep. results. And letting go of that and adopting an acceptance mm -hmm. mindset and allowing the healthy behaviors to come as part of accepting who you are, yep. somehow that has lasting effects. Yeah, kind of <laughs> weird. It's like being nice to yourself is a good thing or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, and like... Maybe adopting behaviors based on liking yourself huh. is more effective than adopting behaviors because you're trying to change yourself. Yeah. I, I one of the, the ways I teach my classes when I teach healthy balance is I you know, I have to tell them what are these things you can do for the rest of your life? Are the, these aren't temporary, these are things you want to do for the rest of your life. And one thing we'll share, and we sh I share this in my classes all the time, there's no one-size-fits-all program. Like, what works for you works for you. So you mm -hmm. have to find what brings you joy and makes you happy. So I can't tell you, oh, do X, Y, and Z, and then it'll solve all your problems. Mm -hmm. I have job security for a reason here. So <laughs> uh, a little bit of it, is, it, it, you have to find out yourself, right? And being compassionate with yourself, kind to yourself, practicing listening to your own body, and it signals to you when you're hungry, when you're not, and doing all these health-centered behaviors that shouldn't feel like a diet. It just feel like you're doing things that are good for you. Mm -hmm. That seems to have a more positive impact than just, oh, cut calories and work your butt off and then you'll, you'll lose weight and get to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. it, they, the biggest question of our lifetime is how do people maintain weight loss? <laughs> right. Right? How do we, do, how? Because clearly you could do it, but that's not working, right? So maybe this body acceptance thing could be a key. Hmm. Yes. Well, I was having a conversation with one of my classes recently about cravings. Which... I, I like your topics on cravings. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, the thing that came up was like, but 
you know, how do you, how do you get rid of cravings? Like I, I want these things, like these things bring me joy. And, and I'm like, well, in, in kind of contextualizing it down or summarizing it to something more simplistic, you have to love yourself more than you love these things you think you want. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to. So, you know, when I look at like, a, a you know, a donut, which I love donuts, I'm happy to have a donut. But Who doesn't love if you don't love donuts, get off of this podcast. Fried bread <laughs> covered in sugar. What is not to love? But if if I am craving donuts to fill a hole, that is not the donut hole. <laughs> Fun intended. Yeah. Um, there's no amount of, of donuts that are, are going to satisfy that. And if I know that the donut is not going to serve my health and that I actually matter, mm -hmm. my health matters. I love myself so much that I now view that donut as like, yeah, it tastes good, but that's not going to serve me. That's no. not going to do good things for me. And I matter. That's a huge paradigm shift. Yeah. And that's a huge shift in the choices that you're going to make around food and how you view these cravings. And representation in media mm -hmm. and the world matters. Yes. So if someone is shown, someone who is heavier and bigger, working out and thriving, they feel more empowered to accept themselves as they are. Yeah. Love themselves. Yeah. Which means they can start making better choices for themselves. I, I love that. And I've seen that with a few like clothing brands, like fitness clothing, where they started having more like plus size models, right. which I love. And then like, I see these nasty comments from people underneath. I'm like, oh, you're showing fat people, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, because they're, they can be healthy too. You don't need to be thin to be healthy. Like you, it, if there's no clothes that can fit people who are heavier, then they're not going to exercise. You don't need to look a certain way to live on this planet. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's so refreshing to see these ads and I don't see them as this like, oh, they're just making it socially acceptable to be overweight. I don't see it as that. I just see it as you can be healthy literally in any body type that you want to be as long as you're doing the right health positive things in your life. And the, you should have clothes that fit. <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> yes. Buy clothes that you feel comfortable in. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it goes back to that. That's all of a, a, a full circle thing, mm -hmm. right? If you can find some fitness clothes that you feel good in and you see other people who look like you participating in fitness, mm -hmm. you feel more comfortable doing it. Yeah. Now we are out exercising, our body is healthier, our mind is getting healthier, and we can allow more of that self-acceptance, self-love. Mm -hmm. And then we're less likely to put such high value on like eating a cake alone, trying to comfort ourselves. With that, wine. Right? <laughs> you fill, fill in the blank with whatever. We can be like, no, I am worth more than this. I am more than a piece of cake. I am worth more than that cake. Yeah. And I think another thing that, you know, we talk about a few times as far as fitness, but 
they've seen in research that exercising makes you feel better mentally, right? It promotes better well-being in general. We are born to move. Right? Yeah. So the biggest cyclical thing you get stuck in is I'm afraid to exercise because I'm afraid of, or I'm ashamed of how I look and I don't feel like I'm the right weight or, you know, I don't feel comfortable with my size. And then you don't exercise perpetuating this. I'm not at the right weight, healthy, blah, blah, blah. But actually exercising makes you feel good about yourself. You want to do more of it. And then it's not that you care less necessarily you might, but you feel better going out and doing the things that promote you feeling good in general. So then it becomes a new cycle of like, no, I'm going to keep exercising despite what, I, you know, what I may or may not look like. I'm going to keep doing the thing. Yeah. I, I think that exercise is one of the best things that we can do from switching our mindset mm -hmm. to what our body looks like to what our body can do. Exactly. If you feel strong and confident in what your body can do, you are less concerned with what your body looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And not to say exercise is the only piece of health, but it is a big part of I it. I mean, it's kind of, it's why we're exercise physiologists. Yeah, I mean, we do have a degree. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> dang important, at least in our eyes. Yeah, and you know, as we bring it up all the time, probably. I mean, I think it's magical. It's magical. Yeah. It's life-changing. Yeah. If you are not moving out there, get yourself moving. Your life will change. Exactly. And, you know like we can talk all day about exercise, obviously. Uh, so <laughs> not to make this all about that, but that is one major piece of the puzzle. Cause I don't like to treat exercise as a means of weight loss. I don't, and I don't want it to be that exercise should not be a means of weight loss, nor would it ever really make up the amount of calories you're eating. If that's really, truly what you wanted to do. You can't like out exercise a gigantic meal from some fast food restaurant. You just, Right. Unless, you, if, unless you're exercising on your way there and you exercise on your way home, that's, that's about all you can do. So treating it more as something you do for your own health and less about getting the pounds off is a great place to start that mindset shift mm -hmm. away from wanting to be a certain weight and being healthy and you're exercising to get to that weight. No, you're exercising to keep yourself healthy and the weight loss is the side effect of that. Right. If there is any, if you want to build muscle, then you probably won't see weight loss in terms of the scale. So, you know, there's that get buffer. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But, but let those be side effects of something you're doing for yourself. Exactly. Not punishment. Exercise is never punishment. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to get on my little soapbox. Don't do it. <laughs> well, it's kind of, that, that goes back to everything being about punishment yeah. right so if we if we don't if we don't have any acceptance for where we're at yeah um then everything is punishment for that mm -hmm. so being okay with whatever size you are now no matter what right is integral yeah it's accepting that you are the size you are and that's okay uh ignoring the the this combobulated reality that the media is perpetuating that we should be like that body image that the, all the issues we have with our body image surrounding the perpetuation of this idea. So getting rid of that and focusing on how you feel and what things make you feel good. Yes. Long-term, not short-term. I mean, obviously if you eat a cake, you're going to feel good in a, in a short period of time and then eventually it goes away. <laughs> well, just like any good drug, right? Yeah. I mean, if you are in a situation where like, I think this is really the beginning of where you start to see this change, where you either pass on some food item that you normally wouldn't have because you're like, eh, I'm not feeling ha like having that right now. 
that right there, huge. Um, but also knowing that you can have those things too. And that's also okay. Right. Yes. We are adults. Mm -hmm. We get to do whatever we want to do. Yes. You can't tell me what to do. That's right. Yeah. You say, don't eat bread. I'm going to eat bread. I mean, all the bread. I can have (laughs) ice cream for breakfast if I want to. I can eat a whole gallon if I want to. If you want to. There's a lot of things we can do, but knowing a balance of health. But I think just that mindset around like, it's just food and you don't need to eat the junk food all the time. It's not going anywhere. You have it when you want to have it. And then most of the time don't. Right? Like you allowed to indulge sometimes, just not every single day, all day. Keeping a balance. Then being nice to yourself about it, being okay with that. Or eating in a way that promotes more health in general. Right? There's no right or wrong. <laughs> well, I think going back to, you know, when when we're talking about like prescribing things around health at every size, it's going back to like, are you eating vegetables? Yeah. Are you eating fruits? Mm -hmm. Are you eating fresh food? Are you staying away from processed fast foods? Yeah. If that's a yes, then probably it doesn't matter. I mean, if you are over and consuming on the calories and you're exercising, I think that you're going to be okay. Yeah. And at the end of the day, too, a lot of the other behaviors, like, you know, you... You can overeat healthy and probably not lose weight. That can happen. It's, well, it happens all the time. Yeah. Like you can eat a very healthy diet. You just probably eat too many calories. But if you're exercising and doing all the right other stuff, that shouldn't matter because you're still healthy. Yes. That's all that's really important there. You're still healthy. If you did a blood lipid panel, your lipids are great. Congratulations. You're a healthy person. <laughs> blood pressure is great. Heart rate's great. Everything's great. Right. And some of that dips into getting honest with ourselves too. Yeah. With what, what are we doing and what's really our, what's really our goal? Yeah. And I think you probably see this a lot is that people oftentimes come in with that blanket statement of, I want to be healthier. Yes. When really what they want is to be thin. Yeah. It really has nothing to do with actual health because the healthy behaviors they're unwilling to do. (laughs) I don't want to eat vegetables or fruit and I want to drink my alcohol and I don't want to exercise. And there you go. Let me just do all those things. And it will all only matter to me if the scale drops. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And as long as I can do all those things and the scale goes down, then yeah, I'm content with that. Right. I don't want to change anything when I'm doing, just make me healthy. Right. So that's fine. And we, we are allowed to do that, but, but let's be honest at, I think it can be very powerful for like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. What really are we doing here? Cause are we, are we looking for health? Are we looking for happiness? Are you looking for a specific weight loss? And if you're looking for a specific number, what does that number mean to you? Why? Right. Why is that a number? Why that number? Why? I do have people who have been like, oh, that number. Cause I was at high school. I'm like, how old are you now? <laughs> <laughs> how long ago was high school? Because uh, another thing that I think is a hard thing for people to accept is the reality that as we get older, our bodies change and we won't necessarily look the way we did 10, 20, 30 years ago. You just, yeah, no, it's just not how that works. If you are a 65, 70 year old person, you most likely do not look like you did when you were 17. It's, yes. <laughs> 
it, it, this is how it is. <laughs> that is just the nature of your body changes as you age, and that's okay. It's part of being alive. Yes, we change. We can't control this. Your skeleton changes like every seven years, anyways. So you already got a changing like structural system. Come yeah, on. your your cells completely regenerate every seven years. Yeah, so you have a whole new system every seven years. You're basically a new walking skeleton. So just accept that you're just a different set of bones. <laughs> You're oh, like really? a butterfly. You're you're going your cocoon and you're allowed to make drastic changes. Yeah. And that's okay. But the 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 basic part of the story here is just be okay with yourself and do what makes you feel good and promotes healthy behaviors and health. Do things that promote good things more often than not. Yes. And can and can we let go of our judgmental self-talk? Mm-hmm. Our comparative nature. And can we head down, focus on being the best us that we can be? Yeah. It sounds simple. (laughs) It sounds very simple. It does take a little bit of practice and reminding yourself. Um, We've talked about it a few times on other episodes, but like affirmations, Mm -hmm. you know, saying something that's positive in the present that's realistic for you can really help ground you and bring you back to reality. If you're having one of those days where you're kind of comparing or judging or doing whatever, you know, if you're really having a hard time body image wise, find an affirmation that you can repeat to yourself that feels true. Cause it is if you're saying it's truth mm-hmm. and repeat it to yourself and put it on a sticky note, put it on a mirror, put it somewhere you can find it and look at it and go, yes, that, no, that's true. Cause to promote better body image and, you know, be accepting of ourselves at any size, it has to start with practicing being okay with our size. Yeah. And I think also controlling your mental diet mm-hmm. as well. So mental diet. I like that. Your mental diets, like what information are you exposing yourself to? Mm-hmm. Where are you putting your information? If you have a social media account, clean that up. Yes. Unfollow people that make you feel bad about yourself. Find accounts that, you know, promote the ideals that you're wanting, that look like you, that make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Listen to podcasts like this one. Stay away from media, articles, all of that kind of stuff that promotes the old way of thinking. Yeah. And like protect that, protect that bubble. Yeah. Exactly. It's it, it, in the world of technology, it's just weeding through the junk to get to the, the truth. <laughs> yes, but but it's also just being very aware that you are allowed to have mental boundaries around things, too. Absolutely. Where we spend our time, um, where we spend our thought process, the shows that we watch, mm-hmm. the podcasts we listen to. They all go into where where are you sending your energy? What messages are you allowing to permeate? And and we're allowed to cultivate that for something that brings us joy. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Let's end on that note. All right. <laughs> it's about that time. Yeah. I mean, I guess the the crux of this show or the message of this show is start cultivating a life that brings you joy. Yeah. Do the things that make you happy. Because isn't that what we're here for? We're here to be happier. Yeah. (laughs) 
We're here so to enjoy <laughs> enjoy our time on the planet. Yeah, exactly. Don't get caught up in that media nonsense out there. Focus on what makes you feel good. Love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be healthy. Be healthy. That too. That's a bonus. That is the ultimate being kind to yourself. Yes. So with that being said, make sure to comment, like, share, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. But until next time, everybody. Bye.